Mm. So I want to put it in here somewhere, but I don't know where. I'm going to tee you up to talk about it. Okay. Here he is now, Nick Gervasi. Did you hear? I did that last episode. I know you did. That's so funny. That. That That's so, funny. funny. Um, so I'm starting. Okay. All right. I feel Nick, like it's weird that we I'm don't. <laughs> I feel like it's weird we don't have a guest. You I know. Just saying that, but like, I feel like we should be. Anyway, that's why we're doing it now because we got to stay sharp, keep our exactly. skills on point. Of do. Oh, consider my. I was gonna say consider my skills point on point. Of do. Of do. Anyways, all right. So you told me that I was going first for my check-in. Nick, how yes, are you? I am excellent. Um, <laughs> you're gonna do my I'm, part too. <laughs> I don't know. I went to work today, and guess what? I stayed at work today. Yay! Um, I'm trying to think. I didn't really even have anything prepared for my check-in. I saw the third SpongeBob movie, and that really messed me. Wait, up. what does that mean? Wait, third SpongeBob movie? There yeah, was a second SpongeBob, SpongeBob movie. Yeah, so the second one was Sponge Out of Water. Is, the are first these, one is a classic. Are these direct sequels to the David Hasselhoff SpongeBob movie? No, they don't even really relate. They're all just kind of standalone. But this one was basically about him losing Gary. So mm. it was basically like that episode that everyone cried over, Where's Gary, back in the day. What a classic song. Mm-hmm. But it was that again. Um, and I'm still emotionally recovering. It definitely did something to me. The <laughs> other, th- the thing that I hated about it is it completely ignored canon, like completely ignored canon. Meaning, what, it talks just about the normal... how he met Squidward, how he met Sandy, how he met Patrick, all completely disregarding the original storylines. They all met at camp, which I guess translates to their new show, Camp Coral, which I refuse to watch, partially because I feel like. Um, Steven Hillenberg wouldn't want it partially because I'm 23 years old. Uh, Similar to how we said Hannah Montana transcends everything. I feel like SpongeBob also transcends. SpongeBob does. uh, Can't. Me arms. Me arms. (laughs) I have said one ah so far. For listeners, Justin and I are trying not to say um. uh, You know what I mean? Filler language. We're trying to be better. So if there's more silence this episode, we feel like it's better than just us saying, um, so anyway, or any of the filler language. I think anyway is okay. It's yeah, a that's a good word. transitional word. Mm-hmm. Yes. H will still be accepted, though. H. As will fruit. Instead of um. Of course. <laughs> I think instead of um, it's just fruit. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay. So. That's a transition word. Justin, how are you? I'm doing well. I feel like, so we're recording this at the end of August. This is going to be released August 30th, the end of August. Is that the last day? I feel like I have to do the whole thing. 31st. On the knuckles. Oh, there's a 31st. Oops. I had to, I had to know that today at work. So how many days there are in August? Yeah, I was, I was making a calendar and I was like, all right, August 30th. September Did you do the knuckles nope. trick? I don't know the knuckles trick. You don't know the knuckles trick? So you start in your furthest knuckle, you put your hands together like this. And so if it's a high, there's 31 days. And if it's a low, there's 30 days. What the hell type of sorcery is that? Yeah. And then then look, there are two highs when you put your left and right hand together, right? Because that's July and August, because they both have 31. And then you keep going and it works all the way. 
You don't know the knuckles trick? To our listeners, I know that you don't see what I'm seeing on the screen, but he's like showing me and it's not helping at all to have the screen. Do you understand? Do you, but do you, do you understand? So, so like I'll go through it. Okay. Listeners bear with us here. January is 31. February is its own thing. So we just kind of ignore that, but it's not 31. March is 31. April is 30. May is 31. June is 30. July is 31. Then you go to the other hand, August is a high, right? Oh. It's a knuckle 31. September is 30, October's 31, November's 30, December's 31. And then our favorite 13th month, Pinky Timber, because you said, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess oh, I said, um, shoot, but we're going to, we're just going to have to keep rolling through. Let's keep rolling through. Justin, how are you? <laughs> anyway, so what I was saying was this is going to be released on the second to last day of August. And so I feel like in a way, this is kind of like our back to school episode, even though neither of us are going back to school. Like when, first off, when do you think back to school season happens? Like when does like, you know, but I feel like the Target commercial on TV is the first one that comes. It's like, it's back to school season. It's like 4th of July. Like, yeah. do you notice what, what, like, when do you think back to school season starts? Well, I used to think it started in, like you just said, July, but now that I am not in school and now that I'm working, I drive by kids when I'm driving to work. I'm like, shouldn't they be in school? Like, I have no clue what time of the year it is, honestly. Yes. Like, to me, it could be October. I literally, when they started, so um, if you, if you're not from the Northeast United States, and you're listening to this, we had a storm. We had a hurricane. Hurricane Henri. Yes, we had that. Things we had, that. And when people were talking about it at work, they're like, oh, the storm this weekend, like you should prep the media saying this bank will be closed this day if that were to happen. And I was like, oh my gosh, is, is it going to snow? Like <laughs> I genuinely have zero <laughs> clue what season it is. I am in such a time warp just because this is my first time not being in school and, and also having a job at the same time, a full-time job. It, it's funny because I saw a snowflake on my weather app and I think it was just an ad, but it, I was like, is it going to snow? Because Hur- Hurricane Henri was, you know, it came up from the South and it, it hit us and then it was going to, you know, hit Massachusetts, a bit of New York, maybe Vermont, and then completely go East out toward the Atlantic. And I thought, okay, on its way back East, it's going to hit us with snow, but it, it was like an 80 degree day. I don't know why. I don't know. I felt the same way. Anyway, uh, our back to school episode. Today, the day we're recording this, some of our Loyola friends moved back to Loyola. Our, our friends in campus ministry, who are campus ministry interns at Loyola, moved back. Summer's done for them. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are fine because training is always fun. But that's just so strange to me. And so I was thinking about this and I was thinking, I move my sister into college on Friday. My brother moves in on Sunday. And then it's just myself, my mom, my dad, and my dog. And that's it in the house. So like, I, I don't know. I've just been thinking is about that. Is that new like, for you? Is- this is new for me because I moved, I moved to college and it was still my brother and my sister. And then right. it was just my sister. And this is the first time that all of, you know, I'm the, not the only child, but I guess I'm the only child in the house. So it's going to be so interesting. And I've been talking to my parents about it and they're like, yeah, like we're trying to figure out what it's going to be like for us too, because you go from my sister who's just turned 18, who 
in their words, you know, sometimes needs more parental guidance to a 22 year old. You know, they said an adult, this is them. This is me. Yeah, I know she's going to kill me, but (laughs) an adult, an adult, they said a 22 year old who doesn't necessarily need as much parental guidance. So they're like, we have an adult in the house. How are we going to, how are we going to do this? My, this is my parents talking. How are we going to do this? So I don't know. I've just been thinking about it. I'm like, wow, this is going to be interesting. Um, So I don't know. That's been something that's on my mind. Um, I did that actually for last year. My sister is in college. Uh, It was, oh, there's the, uh, again, now I'm going to hear it. Thank you so much. I'm going to hear it. I'm so sorry. Just ignore it. Uh, I would say my experience with it, I really. Are you an adult? Are you considered? That sounds horrible. Are you considered an adult by your parents? Yeah, I mean, I... To some degree? <laughs> yeah, when my sister was at school, uh, my parents both worked, I was waiting tables, so, like, I wasn't really home a lot either, and when I was, I was on the couch applying for jobs or watching Netflix or listening to Lady Gaga or something, like, oh, or the Born This Way Foundation internship. It doesn't feel as abnormal as you think it will after maybe, like, a week or two. Sure. You just get, or at least I got used to the feeling of my sisters at school and this is, I'm waiting tables. And yeah, it, it honestly became weird when my sister came home. I was like, wow, this is different Right. to have her home after her being at school. Well, I think that that's fair too, because I remember my like freshman year of college and sophomore year of college, my siblings were still in high school. And so I would come home and they very much had, you know, their established life here in Massachusetts and all that stuff. And I did too in high school. And so they would go and see friends. And, you know, all of my friends were, as I've discussed previously from Loyola, I didn't choose people. Yeah. Um, I chose people to be friends with besides like you um, and well, and Mary who now lives in Boston. Hi, everybody else, everybody else is up and down the East coast somewhere. And, you know, soon one of my friends is moving to Europe. Welcome to Point of Do. I'm Justin. I'm Nick. And in our back to school episode, Nick and I discuss transitioning from a more lax summer schedule to a more rigorous fall schedule. We talk about building a routine and finding a balance during periods of transition. Finally, we reflect on our own experiences as high school and college students and give tips on how to best manage your time. Justin, let's talk about things from our Point of Do. Well, that was a solid transition. It was just it was just interesting freshman and sophomore year especially because they had their established life and I was like okay I'm home 
and I'll connect with some high school friends, but it's not the same because we've grown in different ways. And we've talked about, I feel like we've talked about our high school friends and how, who our close friends are. And I don't know, I'm, I'm friends with like a, a couple of people from high school. Sure. Um, but I don't know, it was interesting. And so I, it was just me at home and then my siblings would be at friends' houses and my parents have their own routines. My dad goes to work. My mom has plays tennis and volunteers and is on the board of directors for a nonprofit and does her own things. And I'm, just like, okay, I'm home and I don't have any plans because I'm on summer vacation and I'll work, uh, you know, certain hours that, but it wasn't every day. And so I feel like I'm going to need to get into my routine because everyone else is going to get into the routine. And then it's just going to be, I don't know. I don't know. It's such a, it's such an on-brand topic for us because it isn't, it's just another learning experience that people go through when they get out of school. You're so, I've said it a million times, you're so used to having a schedule and having classes and even college, you have a lot of freedom, but it's controlled freedom. Your schedule is basically planned out for you. Now your job, whatever your job, like I'm not saying you, I'm saying people after college, whatever your job is like, there's that, but then you come home and it's five o'clock or whenever it is that you get home and you don't have, it's, it's like, what do I do now? Right. Also, I just want to say, I'm so I'm assuming your topic, I don't know the topic yet. Uh, if anybody saw on Instagram, we were interacting on the story. I don't know the topic. It was Justin's week to pick the topic. He gave me a hint and it was a schedule. So I'm assuming now it's a schedule, but the tech, I was going so like specific. <laughs> the tech was on anatomy and human physiology. And I was like, so we're going to talk about my body and how it makes noises that it shouldn't when I get in and out of chairs. Oh, well, that's something I've learned. You learn something new every day. Yeah, well... You don't feel old. I every time I get in and out of a chair, I'm like, oh, and I shouldn't make that. You make the you make the ah okay. You make that noise. Oh, Nick. Okay, so what's our topic then? (laughs) So appropriately, we kind of got into this. Our topic is I kind of wanted to talk generally about, like I said, this is our kind of our back to school episode because people are slowly moving back into school, whether you're in high school, middle school, or college or anything. School is starting, so I want to talk generally, kind of about. Going from a lax or a more lax summer schedule to a more rigorous fall schedule. And that could include moving back to school, starting up classes again, or starting your job. And, you know, the weather gets colder, so you may not be out as much. So I kind of wanted to just talk about, you know, going from summer into fall, but also going from a more relaxed kind of schedule where you can hang out with like friends on the weekend, the people tend to be more available. There might be more concerts in the summer, more things to do to a more kind of work-oriented schedule, I would say, in the fall, or school-oriented schedule. You kind of said, too, um, when you go to school, or at college at least, you're kind of, okay, here's your classes, and then you can kind of plan around them, but you at least have that structure, a more structured thing, while at least my summer, and maybe I'm not the only one, seem to be loosely, here's my outline, but I'm not really sure what I'm doing week to week. And, you know, you've started a full-time job, so now you kind of have a more rigorous uh, schedule too. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, um, we kind of touched on it, routine building, balance finding and habit forming during this time. Um, and just kind of everything that goes with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I hope I'm not. That's a my really voice. good topic. Thank you. That's so much better than talking about the noises I make. <laughs> I make enough of them on the you show. You really read into that hint. <laughs> I was like, okay, the tack. You're focusing right on there. the tack. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. That's something I would do if I were giving a hint. Yes. I would put so a I, tack on it. 
well, a point. You gotta, you gotta you zoom will. out. You gotta zoom out. A point of do. do. I feel like that's gotta be something. <laughs> of course, I think you should take the lead on this topic though, and start how you want to, and I will jump right in because I really, I love a good schedule. Absolutely. You know what it yeah. does for me. Well, I think it's kind of funny we you talked or we talked a little bit about high school and then we talked about college because when I first got to college, I feel like high school was definitely more planned out for you because you go in, you know, I went I think from 8:15 till about 3. And first off, I think it's really funny that I thought 8:15 to 3 was a long day because 9 to 5 is like I don't know, I feel like that's a long day when working. It but. is. It is, but I also at the same time think it goes by so much faster than school. That's true. Cause I feel there's like you're not being about, lectured to. You're, yeah. You're there's doing something about things. sitting in a class for 45 minutes to an hour doing absolutely nothing, but taking notes and listening right. to a professor or a teacher and then going to the, and then repeating it six times. Right. I'm all set. Right. And so when I moved to Loyola in, in Baltimore, I had a really tough time figuring out managing my time. And so I want to talk about routine building first, just going from summer to to fall in general um also side note i always get like the you know people say like the sunday blues i always get like the i think you've said it to me before that august is like the sunday of summer it is like june is friday july is saturday (laughs) august is sunday right right and so it's to all those who love fall or enjoy fall i also enjoy fall i just always tend to get emotionally down when the summer ends because it's like oh bummer like summer's over but anyway, I love fall for its own reasons. May I but... say something there? Because it's, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. it's something that you might be able to look forward to. Now, yes, summer is awesome. And you have, you know, you have the, you had, this is poor timing, but you had the lake house RIP. Um, but you have, obviously you're, you love summer. Not being in school anymore last year, I realized for the first time how much I actually like fall. Because I was <laughs> the same way. I hated fall. Because it's like getting into school, it's like the start of things in September, the first week of September is fun, and then it's just not. And September's a long month, and there aren't any real big breaks in the school year, or in the school, in the month for school. Right. Um, but having, working at last year and not having school made me really, really appreciate just the colors of fall, doing the, you know, going into Target and seeing all the different seasonal decorations and saying, I'm going to do that and then never buying it, but saying I was going to. <laughs> it's, it's, it is a whole different season, I feel, when, right. when you're not in school. So that's something that maybe you can look forward to. And also Red Taylor's version is coming out. So it perfectly <laughs> aligns. Well, and run, run, One Republic Run is actually a single on One Republic's new album. One Republic is releasing an album this Friday, which it'll be still be August, but I'm excited about that too. So definitely looking at the smaller things and or looking at things to be excited for will definitely help. Also, this is my first autumn that I'm not in school since I was, what, four, maybe even earlier. So I think, yeah, I'll have to experience that and I'll have to lean on you for some advice and other people who are older than me about kind of figuring that out but anyway I wanted to talk about routine building because when I got to Loyola I had some really poor I'll admit it time management skills and so you know going from high school to like you have at least the way Zavarian did it which is was the high school that I went to you had a block through h block and then it rotated and there was an eight-day schedule blah 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 and 
you had everything planned out for you with like two free periods and a lunch, blah, blah. But then you have, you know, five classes a semester, you know, spread out between Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Wednesday, and Tuesday, Thursday. And when you're not in class, you don't have to do anything. You can do anything that you want, really, obviously, within you know, reason, but like you can choose when you want to work out. You can choose when your meals are, you can choose when you want to hang out with friends and when you do homework. And I feel like that was an interesting thing. And it was really important to me to kind of build a routine. Um, but what was your experience like kind of going from high school to college? I was just going to say that I thought you were still talking about high school for a second when no, you were no, no. talking about building a routine. And when you're not in class, you have a bunch of you can schedule your time and you were talking so about much oh, you can lift weights. You can cook your dinner. I was like, what high school did you go to? And I know it's a very, <laughs> I was like, wow, they're really fancy. Yeah. I should have gone there. Um, no, but my experience from going from high school to college was, and you might, maybe you'll share this experience, maybe not, but I thought college was a lot easier in terms of time management than high school just because I was exhausted in high school and I didn't even do a lot of extracurriculars so I can only imagine the 14 year olds through 18 year olds at my school that were doing all of those extra things because my school that I went to I got on the train at I believe 6 30 it was, it was rough. I would drive to, my dad would drive me to the train I'd get on the train. The train was an hour. We'd get there at 7.45, walk to school, or we'd get there like 7.30, walk to school, be there by 7.45. School didn't what start time was eight homeroom? 20. 20. Okay. And we, they got rid of homeroom on us the second year. Oh. I don't know why. It was, they heard about it all until we graduated, until it was phased out. <laughs> so you just had to be there for first period? Yes. Oh. We... So it would, school would go till 2.30 and then the commuter rail didn't show up till 4.08. So you were there till four and you'd get home at five. Mm -hmm. um, I did, like I said, I didn't do a lot of extracurriculars and that was something I regretted. And one of the reasons that I joined campus ministry in college and was much more involved. But there were nights that I worked my part-time job as a karate instructor and I didn't get home till eight o'clock. So I was just exhausted. You were a karate instructor? You didn't know this? I did not know this. I mean, looking at me, you wouldn't know this, but... Uh, <laughs> this, we did not know this. This, we do not know this. So now we're going to get sued by SNL. But <laughs> I would say that just having, like, the idea of having two, three classes a day was so, like, novel to me in college. It was awesome. So that was something I really was appreciative of. And so the transition from high school to college... I would say was easy for easier for me on an academic level and on a planning level than it was on a social level. I got to college and my friend group kind of fell apart. It was going really strong and we did everything together in September. Your high school and, friend group or your No, my college friend group. So the friends, friends you made college. That's what they year. called the first week friends. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were the first month friends and interestingly, um not to give I, I'll just say it. It was parents weekend. It was October 1st. And one of my closest friends and my friends group, closest friends in my friend group, um, we were in their room and their mom said, oh yeah, this person is thinking of transferring. And we all looked at them and we're like, what? 
none of us had any idea. And after the next month, and not because of that decision, obviously, we all just started to break apart and it just got really not the best. It got kind of ugly. So that was my, I, I focused so much on school and on having, you know, doing laundry, that type of stuff that I was overwhelmed, I would say, by the social aspect of it. That was the part that I dealt with more. Also, I had just come from a very straight, all-male Catholic high school. So, so, that so was, how would you describe Loyola in comparison? A very straight Catholic cult. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it was called, the, the difference was, it was college. My high school and college were very similar, but the difference was one was a college, one was a high school. One, you were getting three meals a day with the same people. One, you were rolling right. out of bed and going to classes. And one, you had to get up, get dressed, look nice, get on a train. Right. Well, and I heard too, in terms of routine, it sounds like you were at the will of the train schedule too. That was something that I didn't, I drove to school every day. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that kind of, you know, you were left to the parameters of when the train left and would get you to school on time and when the train would leave from the train station by your school to get you home. That was something that I didn't have to experience, but something that I did experience in terms of, like I said, the routine building was like, I was used to eating breakfast at this time, eating lunch during lunch block, and then eating dinner whenever my mom or dad would have dinner ready for as a family in high school. And then it was all up to me, including working out too. I played tennis year round. And then I played tennis for my school in the spring, but I, during the off season, I would play at a, at a club. And part of that was strength and conditioning and stuff. And so working out was just, okay, I'm part of this, you know, off season tennis program. I'm going to play tennis. I'm going to work out. But then when I got to Loyola, it was like, okay, now I need that's That's all on me. And what I eat is all on me and things like that. And so that was really, I don't know. It was, it was interesting for me to kind of go from, I have these kind of blocks and this, it was Mondays and Thursdays is when I did the tennis and the strength and conditioning. But now it was like, it's up to me based on my class schedule. And I also found myself during the first couple of years or first couple of years, first couple of weeks and maybe even months of my first year at Loyola, I spent a lot of time doing homework. In fact, because we had the syllabus already, I found myself getting ahead. And that was not good for my mental health because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not ahead. Therefore, I'm not, you know, I don't know, going back to perfectionism. We're not okay. Like, you episode five. We're, we're not okay. Um, I have a but then it took, it, took a, it took a loved one to be like, you realize the only requirements and the only expectations of you in terms of your classes are to stay on track. There's nothing that says you need to get ahead. And so that was like, okay, that means that I'll do my homework so that I'm on track. If I can get ahead a little bit, I will, but I need to also then carve out my free time to do something other than homework. So I'm right. going to go to the, go to the fitness center. I'm going to, um, I don't know, like just hang out by Starbucks at school and just kind of, you know, play around on my computer. And if, and as people came by and I, and I did all my homework, in my room too. So that routine building kind of became up and, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, I will do my homework during this, these periods of time. But then, you know, after dinner, I'm not going to do homework because I had the free time during the day. And then I'm gonna spend time with my, my friends, if they're available, whatever. And so it really became this going into another topic that I want to talk about in terms of going from, you know, a lax 
summer schedule into a more rigorous fall schedule, whether it be working or as a student, but finding a balance. Do you have anything, any advice or any stories about kind of finding that balance at the start of each semester after coming off of either a summer vacation or a December vacation, just kind of, you know, balance, you know, work, relaxing, fitness, play, faith, social. Yeah. What's your experience been? I felt like I found really found my balance the most senior year of college um too little too late no so (laughs) I do want to just go back for a second and say when we were talking about freshman year the transition from high school to college one big thing for me because I talked about how rigorous my high school was and I'm sure yours was just as rigorous I one of my OCD themes as I mentioned in the last episode was perfectionism and grades So I was so tired in that school and it was such a hard school and I just drained myself. I wasn't getting the grades that I wanted. I wasn't getting straight A's. And so I just felt like a complete and utter failure. So, and I kept saying, okay, sophomore year will be better. And then it would be, it was good, but it goes back to the good isn't good. And then junior year will be better. And then it wouldn't be. And then I just kind of gave up and said, college will be better. And I really hit the ground running in college. And I think that's why I was so good at creating a schedule and sticking to it and taking classes so seriously. And it's I basically I really life building. Sorry, what did you say? I said, I, it's, I feel like it's basically life building. Yeah. yeah. I was able to get the grades that I wanted in high school because I really just, like I said, I hit the ground running. Everything was going to be you have to take notes on this, even if the teacher doesn't say to take notes, you're going to keep your room really clean so you can have your mental health be as good as it can be. And surprise, that can help, but surprise, my mental health wasn't phenomenal freshman year of college, but I was doing a lot better in terms of performance. But in doing that and in focusing all of my worth into that, I had a few bumpy moments with friends and really just I mean, I, that was probably the most unkind semester of my life in the way that I acted. And so, yeah, so that was back to finding that balance. That's exactly. So I didn't find the balance until senior year when I realized, okay, this is the last semester or this is the last year. I want to enjoy myself. I want to do everything that I want to. So I would do my homework and I still put my nose to the ground but if somebody invited me to do something I almost always said yes it didn't matter if it was a Monday night it didn't matter if it was a Thursday night and take that with a grain of salt because I didn't go out clubbing or anything that wasn't me but if somebody invited me to target if you invited me to target at 10 o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night I went and we had some pretty great target nights we really did and that was one of the ways it wasn't just us too other friends you know who you are those target nights yeah (laughs) but I would say yes to them and just say, okay, I'm going to give it my all in school, but I'm also going to give it my all socially. And I'm also going to give it my all resting. And that sounds dumb, but giving yourself, giving, really giving all to self-care, you know, making sure you get as much sleep as possible without compromising your other values, all of that. Right. It's interesting that you say you feel like it didn't, it took until senior year for you to find that balance. Because I feel like when I met you, when I was a sophomore, is that the first time we met? Yeah, I think when I was a sophomore, when I was a sophomore and you were a junior, 
I feel like you had a good balance down because we hung out and socialized a bit and all that stuff or I don't know. I definitely did, but I felt that it everything was equal senior year. Gotcha. So I definitely like all four years I did fun things that I wanted to do, but right. I felt that everything had an equal spot on the plate senior year. Yeah. And that you was why that. it was my favorite year up until the second semester when a pandemic and mental health issues smacked the plate out of my hand. I'll say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like finding a balance during any transition and any change, and I'll just say it right now, I'm not good with changes as it is. And honestly, I thought about that being the topic for today's episode, but I was like, that could be its own thing. And I'm not going to wrap it in, but I'm not good with it, whether it's good or bad. Like I graduated from Loyola and that that's a huge thing in May. And then I was like, identity crisis. Oh my gosh. Um, not that that's un, unre, uh, not unreasonable, but I'm just not good with change. And so I find the start of a new semester, it took me a bit to kind of find that balance. And I always, for some reason, believe in like the rule of three. And I feel like three weeks, it takes me about three weeks into a semester to kind of get my routine and get and find my balance, maybe a little longer. I say rule of threes, at least for in terms of rule of threes for finding a balance when there's a transition in my life, I think it takes about three weeks for me to get used to it. And if something changes, like, I don't know, my hours change at work, then it's going to take another three weeks for me to tack on another three weeks, tack on another three weeks. I try and do a much better job than I did my freshman year because I don't want to be doing homework. And I feel like the college experience is more than just the classes. Yes, you're going to get a degree and you're going to get a degree. I promise you, you're going to get a degree. I tried to make sure that I was also doing, like like you said, those social things. And I've tried to make sure I worked out three times a week too. Again, rule of threes, at least three times a week. Theory play three by Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, really. We love a religious song. But I feel like it took me, you know, eight, about three weeks to kind of find a balance. Um, and, and I feel like it's also a fluid thing. It's a dynamic thing, finding a balance, because like I said, there's so many moving parts and, you know, not every aspect is going to tack on another three weeks, but, you know, if I have it, you know, there's a week with heavy tests or I don't know, something, the balance kind of shifts between different things. And I learned to, to, at least with my roommates, because in college, you, if you're lucky enough, you get to live with people you really enjoy living with. And so I, made sure, okay, I'm going to do my homework, but I did my homework in spaces that weren't just my bedroom. I would do it either in the kitchen in my apartment or in the student center at Loyola or in the campus ministry office where we worked. And they were social places. So I could do my homework, but also socialize and kind of, you know, kill, kill two birds with one stone, as they say. Um, enter campus ministry. Enter campus ministry. Exactly. And then I had, yeah, sophomore year, that's when I started working in campus ministry. And then it was, okay, I have classes. I now have a job and I need to you know, work out, hang out with friends and all those things. So it was, it was every year, I feel like it was a, it was a transition. And now I'm in that phase where, okay, I'm working two jobs. I'm a research assistant at Boston Children's Hospital and I'm a, a driver at New Life Furniture Bank where I pick up furniture donations on Mondays and Fridays. And 
now I have to transition to, you know, Children's Hospital hasn't started yet, but once that starts, I'm going to have to transition to what's my life going to be like, kind of what we talked about in the first episode. What's my life going to be like? What's my routine going to be like? Because my mom is used to it, you know, creating those routines while she's still at home because, you know, I've moved off to college before. My brother's moved off to college before. The new factor is my sister's now moving off to college and she forms routines every fall. And she's not good with change either, but she's, she's used to it. My dad does it. You know, he goes to work still five days a week. And so it's not much of a difference. I think adapting to us being around or not, I'm sure that has an effect, but I need to have my own routine. And so I'm trying to figure out when my routine and when my balance is going to kick in. <laughs> well, one thing I would offer there in terms of be not being great with change because I used to not be great with change and I'm still not when it's a significant change but I'm the way I kind of think of it right now is everything from the past forms the present and the future so you bring all of that with you and mm. when you're making change you get to decide like you use that past to decide what the future is going to look like to an extent sometimes change is inevitable and it's not within our I guess we can re choose how to react to it but we don't necessarily get to decide the change every time but it's kind of a comfort to, to me that all of that past will you use that to kind of make your decision and you kind of in in a way have control then of the future you get to take which it's like okay I could I liked my college experience is that do I want to you know go the education route do I want to go the helping people route I know you've talked about being you know being right. a I don't know if it's psychiatrist psychologist but psychologist yeah or if you hadn't liked Loyola I know that's not true but that would kind of form your decision making in in another direction so as much as we feel like we're not in control during transitional periods and sometimes we're not you still get to create the new version of you so I think that's helpful especially me being kind of a control freak well, I am <laughs> too. To admit that I am it's too. funny it's funny that you said too that I I don't know if you know if I didn't like Loyola because my freshman fall I thought about transferring right and so but I but I kind of took into account did some reflection just like okay why do I want to transfer? And I realized that there were some experiences that I had that weren't the greatest, but there was only one experience and I can get into the whole, my freshman fall. I, I would probably will in another episode, everything that happened freshman fall. The but trauma episode. The what? The trauma episode. The trauma episode. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's going to be an interesting <laughs> episode. But I realized Loyola was really only at fault for one thing that had happened. And so just kind of remembering what was in my control and what I could control. And I was like, I wanted to give Loyola a second chance. The other thing about what you said is, have you read this book before? This is, it's Transitions, Making, really just making, out there. <laughs> making Sense of Life's Changes by Dr. William Bridges. Have you read this before? No, it sounds incredible. I do want to read it. Well, so a good friend of ours, Mr. Sean Bray gave this to another good friend of ours, Mary, who then offered it to me. And now I'm in possession of it. And Dr. Bridges talks about in this book, how whenever we come to a transitional period, as you said, or a period of change, we go back to one of our earliest memories, or at least one of the most impactful changes in our life and how we react 
to those changes. So like you said, you know, stroke of genius there with whenever we're in a transitional period, we kind of have our past, our present, our future all in one. Dr. Bridges says in this book, when we're in a transitional period, we go back to one of our you know, most impactful changes, whether that be a good thing or a bad thing. And so psychologically, it kind of goes back to, was that a traumatic experience? Was it a good experience? And so that kind of relates to then how we interact with different changes in our lives. So I don't know. I thought you had read this, but. No, I hadn't. But that's you're, you're right. It does sound very much on par with what I was saying. If it was a good experience, it's okay, I'll go moving forward. This is what how I'm going to react to this. And reacting is really a decision. Some, right. I mean, initial reactions, maybe not. I've said that before, but then you kind of process the information and say, okay, I'm going to take these steps or I'm going to take these steps. I also, one way I like to look at it is when, when dealing with scary, scary change or the unknown is kind of think about yourself as a character and how you would write the character um, and mm. how you want to see the character evolve. And when you take a step back a little bit from that, you can kind of like, okay, this is where I want to see myself go or the character go. If it's, it makes it less scary to say the character instead of you. Um, and then make that change in whatever you think feels best. Whatever you want to see that character do. If you take yourself out of it and pretend like you're on a TV show, where do you want to see that character go? It kind of gives you, it gives me at least more yeah. excitement for that change. And it forces you to zoom out. Yes. Because I find myself, like I said, I'm a control freak. I find myself zooming in so much on, okay, what am I doing tomorrow? What's the next step? What's the blah, blah, blah. But if you zoom out and look at the big picture, like, oh, what if, you know, if I was my own friend, what would I like to see my friend go or do, go and yes. do or whatever? I, I really like that. I think that's really cool. Um, and especially since you want to be an author. So I do. I, I wrote 67 or 76 pages in like three months, like final draft pages last year. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to continue doing it this year. And I've written two. That's so you also now have a full-time job and stuff. So it's yeah. okay. You'll work at your own pace. It'll come together. I know. Thanks. have any because I have some but I'm curious to know what you if you have any uh strategies for structuring your day now as a college student or as a I know you're not a college student anymore but for anybody that's listening that's still a college student do you have any suggestions or ways that you've structured your day after college I know you said you've struggled with that a little bit but have you had some strategies yeah so I think having a planner like an actual planner whether it be on your device your phone or your or not camera your phone or your computer or an actual write things down paper planner is really helpful I find that helped me at least with in high school with time management in terms of assignments but then in college keeping a calendar was really important to me because I could see where the blocks of space in my day and kind of plan accordingly there are certain things in your week that you have that are non-negotiables, right? You have your classes. If you're working on campus or working a job while you're in school, you have those obligations. But then there are things that you can move around, like when you work, when you have meals. And so 
I think having the calendar or having the agenda is really helpful because then you can say, okay, I have this chunk of time and I have this paper due at the end of the week. I'm going to do a first draft of this chunk of time and then I'm going to proofread it then. Or especially something that I did in terms of meals was I ate made them. meals that I ate, I ate my meals. Yes, I did. And I ate healthy meals too, as we talked about in the last episode, so that we fit doesn't call me overweight. I, I made meals a social thing. So I would get lunch with friends or make, make it a point to get dinner with a roommate. Breakfast I did on my own because I'm not a morning person and no one wants to interact with me in the morning. Believe me, I'm saving you there. But it's funny because I like going out to breakfast on the weekends, but during the weeks. I can't see you as a, not a morning. I'm I'm saying morning person just to use the terms that you use, but I can't see you not peppy ever. I'm a grizzly grouchy bear in the morning. Believe me, it's not. That's so interesting. I'm not, I like the mornings. I appreciate the mornings, but I don't know. I, I prefer, I'm much more night owl than I am mornings, but anyway, I, I, I think making dinners and lunches and if you're a morning person, breakfasts, a social thing, I think also helps too. So basically keeping an agenda or a calendar or some sort of notebook thing where you can keep track of what you're doing and kind of sneak in certain things as you can. And every week is going to look different. And then in terms of meals, making them a social thing. So you kind of have those, you know, the social aspect with something that you should be doing, eating three meals a day. Um, those are some tips that I have. Yeah. Some of my suggestions to create structure in your day. This is honestly my top one out of all of them is to make your bed in the morning. And I'm not saying, oh, interesting. This, I'm saying this to just listeners because you immediately accomplish something when you get out of bed. I like that. That's the first pro. The second pro is when you get home, your room is organized or at least more organized than it would be if your bed's a mess. The bed is really the centerpiece for a bedroom. So those are two reasons to make your bed. The third one, getting in bed at the, like getting in bed into a made bed at night is just the best thing ever. It it sets you up to go to sleep happy and then hopefully wake up happy. I don't know the science behind that, but maybe you do because you're um, a STEM major, but (laughs) I would say that, and honestly, just creating as much structure and fun structure throughout the day as you can. Like I color code everything right down to the months. Like I have a color for each month and I just really just structuring your day. And when the good thing that I found about working full-time now is during the summer, I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes without structure, you get kind of bored you can even get like I get kind of depressed because I'm like oh okay I've watched tv shows already like I've done this all day I've literally just sat in bed or sat on my couch if I'm not doing something with friends but now that I have a full-time job nine to five I don't have as much time for that so I really have been picking like one thing that I want to do for recreation Mm. after work and I just kind of set that as my thing and that's even a form of structure like tonight I'm going to watch one episode of American Horror Stories. Tonight I'm going to, you know, take a bath, self-care, or do my face routine. I'm going to do something like that. Like I pick one thing and that's really helped too, because you don't really need to plan as much when you have a full-time job. Right. You, you really have just those non-negotiable. You have that non-negotiable nine to five. You yeah. work nine to five, right? 
Yeah, eight thirty to five. So okay, so you have those non-negotiables, and then you have okay, so you have those non-negotiables, and then you have all night to kind of I don't know do things to yourself, and you don't have homework, which is nice. That is a huge. That is probably the best benefit of adulting. I know that people will say, "Oh, but you have to cook and like clean and make you know make dinner for your kids or whatever." But not when you're twenty three, for the most part, or for my in my experience at least. I'm a big fan of not having the all of the responsibilities of being an adult, but also having a full-time job and not having to pay rent. It's a it's a good time. Right. So I'm interested in, you know, this time coming from summer, going into fall. I'm no longer a student. I will be a student at some point because I plan on going to graduate school. But right for right now, I'm not a student. So like I said, Nick, I'm probably gonna have to lean on you and some other friends who have been out of school for longer than I have to figure out how to find the balance, figure out how to get into a routine and uh, just get some tips and tricks. And I I like the making a bed thing. I think that's, you complete one thing during the day and it's like, there it is. So it's it's awesome. It's the best thing. And it really served me so well senior year. Right. It was awesome. And I do it now before I go to work. Right. So I really like that. I think I'm going to, you know, maybe it'll take me three weeks to once Boston Children's Hospital kind of gets going and my routine starts building, but I'm looking forward to what this, this next season has to offer me. And I'm excited for those who are moving back to schools or moving to school for the first time or starting school, hopefully in person. Although this Delta variant is all different things. Although at the time of recording, Pfizer was just got the FDA approval in the United States. So that's super exciting. But anyway, I was going to say, I'm really excited to, for you and to see where you go in this next chapter, honestly. Thank you. It's, it's, it is really cool to see from an outside perspective. Um, also, we talk to each other basically every day now because of, <laughs> so I probably will know a lot, but the other one more thing that I wanted to say is to create, um, not to create routines, to create patterns. So, and and reward yourself. So one of the patterns that I've been um, doing is at the end of, I leave like 15 minutes early on Fridays to go to work and I get myself, it was supposed to be a pink drink from Starbucks, shout out to my friend, to our friend, Alyssa, but there's no Starbucks close to my work. So I get a vanilla bean colada, blueberry with a little bit of blue raspberry and three shots of coconut and no whipped cream. That's my order. We need to name it. We need to name that. Try it. You won't regret it. It's the best thing in the world. Call it the Nick. I like the... The Nick drink. The fruit. The fruit. (laughs) Wait, the fruit lotta. There you go. Lotta. Even though it's like vanilla bean and there are other culottas that are much fruitier. Yes. But anyway, besides the point. Yeah, no, I'm excited about what this next chapter holds. You know, I've been... I feel like I've been a little bit negative, Nelly, about... Oh my gosh, identity crisis, what's happening post-Loyola, blah, blah. But I am excited. I think it will be good. I took a gap year for a reason between undergraduate and graduate school. So I'm excited about what's to come this year. I'm excited about the two jobs that I have. And I'm excited about what this what this year holds. So thank you for, you know, expressing your own excitement for me. And, of course. And I've enjoyed talking to you, Nick, as well throughout, you know, you said that we've talked more about or talk more in general, just because we're doing this podcast. I've enjoyed that too. So hopefully that will be part of my balance and part of my routine as well. Um. 
I understand that you want to talk to us about something. I think it's called Be Kind 21. Oh, and speaking of that, so this was something I really wanted to talk about on this episode of the podcast, specifically because it's going to air very close to the first week of September. So one thing that I think we should participate in is hashtag Be Kind 21, which is Born This Way Foundation's campaign. It's a 21-day campaign built on the idea that it takes 21 days to fill, um, to create a habit. And so they're trying to create a habit of kindness. It's the fourth year they've done it. Uh, it's my favorite campaign that they do. And it was actually what I talked about in my interview when I applied to intern for Born This Way Foundation, which if this is your first time listening, that's Lady Gaga's charitable foundation for mental health and young people. Um, but basically, it's free to sign up. You go to bornthisway.foundation slash bekind21, and you I think you enter your email, and they send you a list, a blank list of 21 things. They they give some ideas of what you can do, but basically you do one kind thing a day for 21 days. And it's so it's super easy. It can, you can do something big or small and kindness really is anything. Kindness is a lot of the ideas that they give are things that you can do for yourself because that's super important too. And often when we think of kindness, we think of doing things for others, which is very important and part of the campaign, but they encourage you to also remember to do things for yourself. Um, with that said, so when you go to the website, they, there's different graphics that you can post on social media um, to encourage people to do it. I think Justin and I should do it um, individually and say on each episode, because it's going to run for three weeks. Justin, you were talking about the rule of three. Um, it, it runs for three weeks because 21 days is three weeks. So I think that we should each episode talk about the things we've done and we can post our lists too. Um, and we really want to hear from you, honestly. I think it would be like, I'm not even kidding. Numbers aside, even if you don't do it, like, even if you don't message the podcast that you're doing it, like, if you sign up and actually participate and do kind things for 21 days, that would genuinely be the coolest thing to me. Like, I'm not even kidding. This I love this campaign so much, and I think just that would be so, so cool, especially right now. Like, we all need it a little bit. Like, like we all had a hard year, and that's actually the theme this year is um, lifting each other up and that's something I love to do with my own friends. Um, my love language is words of affirmation. So that's perfect for me, but I will post, I will make sure that we post our lists or at least the beginning of our lists to give you guys some ideas. You can also go to at bornthiswayfoundation.com or any ideas, but seriously, like beyond anything else I can ask you to do, whether it be like a follow to our Instagram, um, listening to our podcast, I think this would be so, this would be mean the world if you, if people signed up and did this. And like I said, it's super easy. So yeah, we look forward to hearing what you're doing. Message us. We'll shout, we'll shout out things that people are doing too. We'll keep it anonymous if you want, but we don't have to. Um, I'm just looking forward to see what everyone's doing to create a kinder, braver world. And yes, Tom, I will text or I will FaceTime you at nine (laughs) because I just got that text. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing, Nick. You're so welcome. <laughs> anyway, my name is Justin. I think I'm Nick. I don't know after that. <laughs> you can reach us at our newly named Instagram page at point of do underscore podcast. Point of do is now one word with an underscore and then podcast. Or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm slash point of do. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or share us with a friend or family member. We'd really much appreciate it. And as always, we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. And until next time, H. Everything's cool.
just time to say goodbye to myself in the past. Time to say goodbye. Time to say hi to me. You're what makes you better.